Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp, Fightful.com, July 26. It does not sound like Sean Ross Sapp. I don't have a voice right now. It's more than what I had. Uh, programming note, had to delay today's Fightful Select Backstage Report podcast because I didn't have a voice. Uh, but you know who does have a voice? It's the A-plus player, Denise Salcedo. Denise, how you doing? I'm going to talk less today just to make you talk more today. I'm not going to do it. Because this, like, you sounds like you've been smoking cigarettes your entire life. Oh, <laughs> quite quite the opposite. Here, when yeah. I popped in here and heard your voice, I was not expecting this whatsoever. I, like, told I saw you. your tweet and I was like, oh, he's just exaggerating. It'll be fine. And I pop in here and I was like, I don't recognize this. It's Sean. rough. It's rough. My, my throat hurts pretty bad right now. I mean, I'm not sick or anything, but, you know, I was just so excited over this episode. As somebody even said, <laughs> they said I just I was so excited about Monday Night Raw that I lost my voice. You sound like you have a breathing problem too. I You're do like, have a breathing Ugh. problem. I can't breathe out of my nose at all. I broke it three times. Sean, you're <laughs> falling apart. This is it I for am. you. That's it. You're done. I am. Guys, <laughs> please please leave a thumbs up. Subscribe. Tap the bell for notifications. Uh, donate a super chat. It'll get your question or statement read on the air, and that means so much to us. Uh, most importantly, subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. Even though I was gone this weekend, broke some news about a status of a couple Impact wrestlers, uh, the, the long-term planning for an AEW Dynamite match, some WCW brand split news from like 20-plus years ago, uh, who gets in contact with talent, to special talent to come in for AEW. And, of course, last week we... He broke a bit of news about a guy named CM Punk. Denise, have you heard anything about that? Yeah, I didn't hear anything about that story, Sean. I must have missed it, you know? Well, you know what? I'll I'll probably have some more on CM Punk this week. I'm just saying. uh, The Bean kicked in, said, Summer of Salcedo, we love Denise. 
I saw Denise kicking up some shit on the internet. Dude, it was an accident. I had so much drama and I wasn't even online. Sean, it was so crazy. Like, I literally tweeted a stupid question. I was just like, I want to have fun on Twitter. It was natural. Okay, I've seen it in so many different fandoms. Like, people ask questions, whatever, right? I asked a question. I tweeted it. I left. I started doing other stuff. I came back and I had, like, all of these replies and then some person went viral for his hill that he was willing to die on and turns out he died on that hill legitimately but sean he got obliterated on that that. hill yes i know and then there was like at least six people that like maybe like less than 10 people that reached out to me thinking i said the comments that guy said and i was like oh hells no if i'm gonna get heat for something it better be something that i said directly out of my mouth i'm gonna take the heat for some guy that i don't even know but yeah that was crazy and people were dming me they were like denise you broke the internet i was like what i love i love when your tweets go viral i love seeing that like it's happened a few times where it's like there's a subject that everybody in wrestling's talking about. And then I'm like, well, where did this originate? And I was like, well, Denise is talking that shit. That's what's happening. I don't know. Sean, honestly, like ever yeah. since I became verified, it was kind of like the worst thing ever. It ended up being the worst thing ever. And, and now when, I, I have- when I said that, you're like, you're so important, aren't you? I regret it. I take it back. I know. I take it back. And I was, I was, I was like, dude, like, I don't know where all these like people came from out of nowhere. And then like, sometimes I think that everybody knows me and everybody knows my personality. And then people were coming at me, attacking me. Like, I was like, bro, it, it was terrible. And I was just having my weekend off, man. I only well, tweeted that because I didn't want my Twitter engagement to go down. We we had somebody ask uh, how the how the sleepover was that you were hosting, and somebody said they hope I enjoyed vacation. I did. How was your sleepover? I ho- took care of six kids. At one point, it became eight kids because more kids popped in, and my house was a disaster. Disaster, but it was so much fun. I accidentally, I tried cutting my teenage brother's hair. <laughs> and it came out so no. bad. It came out so bad. I had to take him to the barber shop. It was so bad. My fiance was so mad at me. He's like, Denise, like, I can't trust you as a mother anymore. He's oh, like, zero God. kids because you <clears throat> literally used your worst judgment and cut your brother's hair. <laughs> Avery <laughs> says, Denise, my son asked to listen again. Oh, hot dog. Yeah, that's good. And and Omar says, Denise is in charge. Welcome to the Denise show. Pretty much. Uh, Dante says the Monday night monkey's paw is back in effect. It sure is. And I'm going to have more on this episode of raw on fightful select tomorrow. People making fun of my voice. They says Andy circus drank while watching Lord of the Rings to preserve his voice. It worked for him. Um, I, I think it, it's, it's coming back. It's well on the way when you're in a place like Colorado, the air is so dry. So if you've lost your voice already, it ain't coming back for a while because you're, you're, I mean, all the air that you're breathing in is is completely dry. Nerd Guru says, Sean and Denise, please go sour graps on this show because holy crap, I haven't seen a main event champion booked so badly so quickly. Like it made me sick. We're going to get to it, Denise. Um, but we usually want to go into this stuff really optimistic, but they book things really, really badly, repeatedly. Sean, I am the most optimistic person that you'll ever find. And, and it is. 
I can't like there's there's things that I can't defend and that closing segment of Raw I really can't defend like there's no defending it whatsoever I was completely baffled and I know we'll get into this so I'll save my uh my discussion points for later but damn I was in it wasn't as bad as the whole carrying across Jeff Hardy thing but it was up there with things that did not make sense to me whatsoever oh yeah um so why don't we start with the main event since it all ties in together? Like, it's been a while since we've seen like a 20-minute opening segment. This opening segment did not need to be this long. Oh, Jesus Christ, this thing took forever. And as I was watching it in the car with my wife, as we're driving down the road, I predicted every single thing Nikki, Nikki A.S.H. was going to say. And then I said, and Charlotte's going to come out. And then Rhea Ripley's going to come out. I predicted the entire freaking segment. That's not a good thing. I mean, predictable isn't always bad, but it was so predictable. She's going to come out. She's going to say, you can do it. Believe in yourself. Charlotte's going to come out. Rhea's going to come out. They're going to set up a match. This just went on forever and ever, Denise. See, and Sean, I don't even mind that the whole, okay, look. I don't mind Nikki Ash coming out and basically, you know, working her gimmick. Obviously, this, you know, the almost superhero thing really is about her, you know, almost being a superhero and being kind and, you know, not being afraid of failure, all of that. Okay. That makes sense for her to come out and cut this, you know, baby face promo. And here's the thing is that so many people kind of got upset, speak on Twitter again at me because I said that I actually thought Nikki Cross was connecting very well with the raw audience. And we haven't seen a baby face on raw connect with somebody like that. In, in a while and i'm obviously ignore people like john cena and goldberg like that's already a given okay so the point that i was trying to make is like we haven't seen somebody you know connect the way that she did and i truly felt that way and a lot of people were upset about that because i know a lot of people don't like the nikki ash gimmick and i get it i get why they don't like it but i also get why they are doing it this this character it's not for us we already know that it's not for our age demographic. And that makes me sound so old, but that's like the truth there. And here's the thing though, is that for the most part, people were reacting her to her. They were cheering for her uh, here tonight in uh, Kansas city. And the reason why I, my theory behind this is I genuinely think people that, I think that people genuinely like Nikki as a person. And yeah, they know that this, you know, Nikki Ash thing isn't necessarily the greatest thing. It ain't a $1 million idea or whatever you want to say it is, right? But I think at the end of the day, she does have that respect from people because she's a she's a likable person. When someone's likable, you're, you know what, you're going to you're going to disregard a few things that you might not necessarily like about that person. But with that being said, I actually thought when Charlotte Flair came out, we already know that she gets a bunch of heat from people. And one of the things that I had been complaining about was the fact that, you know, Rhea Ripley and Charlotte Flair, they could have done, uh, you know, they could have made Rhea Ripley a great baby face to sort of, you know, work against Charlotte as a heel character, right? But they didn't. Instead, they made her, like you said, the troll face, the tweener character and all of that. So then I thought, okay, great. Well, now they can do this with Nikki Ash. You know what? They gave her the title. They already made the decision. Let her her be a strong baby face and the total opposite to what Charlotte Flair is. And so when Rhea Ripley came into the segment, I thought, no offense, but they don't need Rhea Ripley in the segment anymore. They don't. And also like Charlotte Flair was right. Why does Rhea Ripley deserve another title shot? And I get it. I'm a fan of Rhea Ripley, but it just wasn't working. And so like, 
I kind of feel like, yeah, I know a lot of people aren't happy that Nikki Ash became champion, but they already made the decision. So you might as well do what you can to make it work. And that's it started out okay, And then just it fell completely apart by the end of the night. It sure did. And they decided to do the thing where this is a contenders match, but then they announced the match was set already. What? Makes what the, no what sense. the hell? It makes what? no sense. And that was the theme of the night, but it was even worse for this because they announced the, the SummerSlam match already. They had the poster and everything. So why is it a contenders match? It literally makes no sense. Well, we've got some super chats here. Nurguru says this will be the fourth straight pay-per-view with Charlotte versus Rhea in some form on it. That's psychotic. It is over and over and over. Denise, I had a couple people that had the balls to say, oh, you want long-term storytelling, but then you complain about Big E and Apollo. And I was like, what are you talking about, buddy? Why? That it's it's brainwash territory to say that there has been no story. There's rarely a story in this. They just do it over and over and over again. Uh, Podcast Wiz says he needs Becky back so bad. Uh, is Oliver glad you're home? No, Oliver. Every time we come home, it's like he forgets who we are, and he's really scared for a few minutes. And then we gotta we gotta make him like we gotta acclimate him, so to speak. Uh, so this note was just sent in by Justin McLucky. He says, the dark match just finished. Cena and Riddle over Mason T-Bar. Lots of fun had in KC tonight. Well, I'm glad you had fun in KC because at home it was dog shit. Um, also, John Cena's there, Denise. He w- Put he him right. on the show. If he's going to wrestle a dark match, just have him squash a geek. Yeah, that doesn't uh, make sense. Why have him there and not put him on screen? The man's a busy man. It's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Why do they do this? I don't know. But here's the thing, too, is that kind of going back to this rematch with uh, Nikki and Charlotte, it just it baffles me that they made someone champion that they're now making fun of. And Charlotte Flair in the beginning, obviously, you know, heel tactic, obviously kind of trying to dumb her down as, you know, mocking her up for being champion. Yeah. Like, how can she be the champion? Okay, I get all of that. That's perfectly fine. But they took away her credibility and then had her lose her first match as champion. And yeah, it was a non-title. Okay, fine. But that's not the point. The point is here, though, that she is, she just became champion. This was her first match to, to earn some credibility. And they didn't even want to give her any sort of credibility. That's what doesn't make sense to me. And then we're having a rematch of this next week. Why? This makes no sense. It made Nikki look bad. It, it just... All across the board, nothing made sense here. It was just very, it was very odd. It was very, very odd. And um, as you mentioned, we had the match. Charlotte beat Nikki. And then Nikki challenged Charlotte for a rematch next week. Thumbs up. (laughs) It doesn't make sense. I'm not interested in it. I'm not interested in it. I want Nikki Cross to succeed. I want her to succeed a lot. And I know that I'm not the demographic for it. It's just, oh, man. Mark Gordon says kids are conditioned by movies that the hero always wins. They risk killing Nikki's connection 
with our only target demo by having her lose. And also, they make all their champions look like losers all the time. And Maniac Madness says, you think maybe the story they're telling is Nikki only one because of the cash-in, and she constantly loses and starts to doubt if she's worthy of the title. That's what they should do. That's what they should do. It doesn't scream champion, though. I'm sorry, but I i mean, kids aren't dumb these days. I'm not going to buy merch from or a mask from somebody that's constantly doubting themselves. The number one thing you got to do, people like people who are confident. That's, you know, people are drawn to that. So it, 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 they need to give her credibility. That's all they need to do. Jamie asks if I'm a B-plus player. Choose your words carefully, Denise. Sean, you're, you're an incomplete. <laughs> Des Taurus as Nikki's booking reminds me of two things. Not extreme Bailey and I made them believe Balor. Neither bodes well for Bookie or Nikki. Why can't WWE book faces? They book faces so badly. Now, Nikki has never been a top talent on, on the show. She was happy to, to last two minutes with Charlotte. There is a story there. There it's it's right there. I think they're going to tell it. It's just, they're already running every match into the ground, Denise. They are. And it's sad because I thought today, like, obviously we've all had this discussion a million times that they can't book baby faces. We all know that we've all had this discussion and I feel kind of sad because even today I was like, you know what, like with the way Ross started with Nikki coming out and, you know, having her little moment and, you know, her getting to, you know, welcome everybody to Monday night raw, all of that was so nice. And I thought, okay, you know what, maybe they're going to start to change. I was so wrong on that. I was ridiculously off on this, on my judgment of what, how I thought things were going to play out with Nikki Ash. Reminder, guys, donate a Super Chat to get your question or statement read on the air. Vincent says, only thing I saw while at work today was Keith Lee losing the cross. Why? Uh, actually, I'll save that for, for when it happens. I don't know. I saw cross spelled like that, and I thought it was a Nikki Cross thing. So uh, I'll save that for later. But uh, we have another Super Chat from Brian Mahoney saying, Charlotte will be an all-time great but not truly respected by fans. I think, unfortunately, it will be her legacy in wrestling. I I disagree with that completely. I totally respect Charlotte Flair. I think she's a main event level talent. I think she's amazing. I think maybe some some people won't, but I, I mean, I understand she's perpetually booked at the top, and that is very frustrating for some people, but I think she's a great talent. Yeah, I'm sorry, but I'm a Charlotte Flair fan, and I think that she's booked at the top for a reason. Yep, she's good. She's just good, and uh, she makes it work. Ernie says, I enjoy this show more than Raw. Give it to us. Well, thank you. Drew I think it would says, be an insult if people enjoyed Raw more than our show. We would probably yeah. have to retire, Sean. It sure would be. Drew asked me to do a Pillman promo with my current voice. Buddy, you're going to have to pay a lot more than two bucks for that. I was going to say, are you going to do a Bluetooth read today? Because I feel like you could get really into this new zone with this voice. Probably will. Probably will. Drew says the almost part in Almost a Superhero doesn't really work on Nikki as the top women's champion of Raw. Almost makes sense as a person fighting for a championship, not when they win the championship. I I agree with that, but also it is the um I overcame this, but they have like they've it's been like a month, Denise, and they've already run all the subject matter into the ground. Okay, believe in yourself. You can do it, you can overcome. She's not really a superhero, but when she puts the outfit on, we've heard it all like three times already. Yeah, we have. I think it's even been more than that, actually. We've, we've heard it quite a bit. 
Jamie said you killed me. R.I.P. Me. <laughs> cool I'm Joe's, sorry. I'm very cool sorry. Joe says, what's wrong with the Raw writing team? Vince Russo can book this show better. It's the people at the top. It is the people at the top. Uh, Dalio says, I don't understand this whole contenders match idea. Why waste the match before the pay-per-view? Buddy, you're asking the wrong person because I don't get it either. I think it's stupid. I think it's dumb. I think it's a waste. And that was the theme of the entire night. This wasn't even the only match that had that fancy contenders match, you know, title. I almost feel like they were just like, all right, let's make a whole night of it, you know? Sean says it's GOAT Board Game Club champion and SRS back again. Here's hoping Natalia is okay. Yes, I, I, I've asked for an update. I don't have one yet. And that Nikki Ash won't be jobbing every week till SummerSlam. I mean, that, that match being made for SummerSlam was a bit of a surprise. A lot of people were expecting Becky to be back, but word is it might she might be heading to a different brand. So uh, who, who knows, but they need her back bad. See, I, that's the problem, though. It can't even be – like, it shouldn't just be that we're only depending on, on Becky. Like, they should have literally built – other people to say like i want to be like oh my god i can't wait for when becky comes back because you know rhea's been on such a hot streak i want to see them go at it i don't feel that way instead we're looking at it like please come back because you need to save this division yes so so the thing is i'm i'm excited for becky to be back but i'm excited for becky to be back because i know she's got to be booked in a competent manner and that's the only thing to, to light a fire under their asses Brandon Rosen's happy he canceled his WWE Network subscription. Hey, subscribe to Fightful Select instead. And Rafael Garcia says, remember when the t- return of the fans was going to be the turnaround on WWE television. I said it for weeks and weeks and weeks. I wasn't falling for it. Not, not again. Not again. They were just going to take all that bullshit that they put on the Thunderdome and say, oh, well, now we'll do it in front of fans because the fans haven't seen it live yet. I had hope. I had so much hope. I can't help it. I'm an optimistic person. I am too, but I'm also a realistic person. Asan Deuce says, take the belt off Nikki next week and move on. What an absolute geek. It's a non-title match next week. No, I feel at this point they got to wait it out at least until SummerSlam. They can't have, they can't keep doing this to the belt. It's just going to keep diminishing it more and more. Even when Becky wins it, it's going to be like, oh, well, that belt didn't mean anything. Richie says, I love Nikki. She's so likable, but the constant inspirational promos will wear thin after a while. Already have for me, Denise. Like that first one was so good on Raw Talk. And now I'm just like, all right, I've, I've already seen it a bunch. That actually, that for me hasn't gotten to me. Like it hasn't gotten to me. I'm still okay with it. I think I can handle it for maybe like two more weeks, three more weeks, and then we'll see. Cause I, I've, I've heard so many other things a lot yeah. worse and seen so much over and over that this has not annoyed me whatsoever just yet. Guys, I'm dropping a couple of interviews this week. I've got uh, Eric Bischoff tomorrow. I actually filmed it in Jacksonville. The, the video file was messed up for a while. We've recovered it. Um, MJF does a run in on it. Sting almost did a run in on it. He's, he's off camera. It was a good time. Check it out. And then because it's the Olympics this week, I got Kurt Angle on Thursday. Make sure you guys check that one out. It's a lot of fun. We we talked about a lot of crossover stuff, MMA, pro wrestling, people that would test him in the ring. Vince McMahon testing him outside the ring. Uh, Brock Lesnar wrestling big show for real. Like there's a lot of fun stuff in there. D'Lo Diggs says, don't know who is more upset, me watching Raw or the GCW fan base at Meltzer. I can't wait to watch Homecoming this week while I work. I'm so happy for Matt Cardona. There is a whole subsection of fans 
that maybe weren't around 10 years ago, Denise, and don't have any idea that Matt Cardona was one of the most over people in the world. The Rock's in the ring, and they're chanting for, for Matt Cardona at that point. And here we are 10 years later, and he did something that had him trending number one on Twitter. That is unbelievable. Um, so happy for that guy because a lot of people wrote him off, but he didn't write him off. You could say he's almost a superhero. Oh, Sean. Ryan Evans says, what does AEW have to sign this week to distract fans from confusing WWE booking again? They just got to stay the path, Denise. They got to stay steady. That's all they got to do. And eventually, eventually you chip away. I feel like the job isn't that hard anymore for them. It's just, you know, keep doing what you're doing. Keep just make sense of things. Keep it fresh. That's really it at this point. Makovsky says, I sound like him if CM Punk shows up in Chicago. Well, buddy, CM Punk's in Chicago. He lives there. So shout your balls off. <laughs> Rafael Garcia says, remember when the return of fans is going to turn around television? I think I read that already, but it's worth reading again. Ha. Kate Hensler says, much like the Eddie Guerrero hater, this match makes no sense, or this show makes no sense. Viva la rematch. Feel better, Sean. I feel fine. My voice is just gone. Like, I'm not sick at all. My voice is just gone. CB Plays says, my 14-year-old cousin talked about WWE treating Naomi poorly. He said, Goldberg coming back to the title after losing at Rumble made no sense. If a 14-year-old can see that, imagine everyone else. And then this week, Denise, Goldberg's not even on the show. Yeah, and they were promoting the whole he's gonna Bobby Lashley's gonna answer Goldberg. So I thought we were gonna have like some sort of like interaction with them today, but no, we didn't get that. Well, what we did get was Bobby Lashley coming out, Cedric Alexander coming out, and Shelton coming out. And my thought was great, reform them and have them beat up Goldberg because I miss them being together. Or Goldberg comes out and they all jump him or something and it's a swerve and they're back together and they realize they're all better off. Instead, we got, I think it was a two on one. I, I, yeah, yeah. two on one and Lashley beat them both. And quite frankly, he should have. Lashley should be booked strong. I got no problem with this booking. Uh, It's just sad to see how far they've let Shelton and Cedric fall because not only did they split them in the hurt business, they split them up as a team. And you can use all the teams you can get. Okay, so first and foremost, I thought the exact same thing. I thought they were going to reunite the her business. I thought, all right, this makes sense if they do this. Like, might as well, you know, just keep making everything around Bobby Lashley that much stronger. And when they ended up doing this handicap match, to be honest, I kind of feel like given the fact that, what was it, two weeks ago, you had Bobby Lashley essentially, you know, beat the hell out of that furniture, throw all that out in such a dominant way. He he sadly squashed Keith Lee and beat him up in a dominant way. I thought that this handicap match, though, was very, very boring. I didn't think that it was a dominant victory for him. And I get it, he's up there against two men, but I think it should have been a little bit more impactful so sadly i kind of found this boring i I will say wasn't the most exciting match but to me when when something like this happens and it's pretty solid booking again i could have stood for it to be somebody else i could have stood for them to reunite the the hurt business but ultimately grading on that wwe curve i'm like all right this is probably pretty good booking 
I don't even know if it's a curve anymore. What's like lower than a curve? Uh, I don't even know. I'm going to move on. I have no ex- I have no comments. You know what? I was going to come on here and just say for every segment, it is what it is. Nerd Guru has a really good point. He said, this, this made me miss Hurt Business more. Bloodline versus Hurt Business at Survivor Series would have been great. Oh, my God. I don't get why they had to separate them. What was the long-term payoff of this? There was what none. What was it? There was nothing. There was no purpose. There were none. Uh, BFG says, besides Woods, Bobby's just destroying the black talent. Lee and Mace lose. Truth and Reginald. Black booking is bad on Raw. Well, I mean, yeah. Yeah, I mean, but Bobby Lashley's winning. I mean, it's it's inconsistent, of course. Oh, boy. This next match, let's go ahead and talk about it. John, you sound so beat down. <laughs> So I'm going to have more on the original plans for tonight on Fightful Select tomorrow. Subscribe, please. But obviously, Jeff Hardy is not available right now. Karrion Cross instead beat Keith Lee. Now, before you guys say, oh, well, what would you have rather them done? Do a non-finish? Stop being brainwashed, for the love of God. This was not the only option for these two guys. Cross could have beat somebody else. Lee could have fought somebody else. That was a very obvious option, BTW. Matt McClure says, why are Lee and Cross being watered down? What's happening? Let's get Damian Priest going for Lashley. Lee versus Sheamus, Cross versus McIntyre. Rest up, homie. I I enjoyed the match because I like Karrion Cross being able to lay his shit in. And Keith Lee is like, bring it on. Lay your shit in. Drop me on the back of my head. I don't care because he's Keith Lee and he's tough as hell. It's just I do hate seeing Lee lose. Lee put up a great fight in that in that choke. He lasted a long time. But ultimately, it comes down to the booking. And Denise, you've got people that have the balls to say, oh, see, see, it's okay what they did across last week. No, it's not. Wait, wait till I drop this report on Tuesday. Oh, I'm excited. Um, Guys, don't speculate on, on why... Uh, why somebody is out if they haven't announced it themselves, by the way. But um, what did you think of this, Denise? What didn't I think of this? As the, <laughs> when I saw when they put the camera on them two walking, you know, walking to the ring and announcing this match, I thought, oh, no, they're going for this match. Why? Well, like, I, I, I just I didn't know. I almost found it laughable. I was like, I can't believe it. Like, this is such a bad idea that it's laughable, which is just terrible. Right. And the second like I posted that everybody was like, no way. Like they're actually doing this match. OK, whatever. Here's the thing. You you already said it, but I'm going to reiterate. You're telling me they couldn't pull some low card guy that doesn't get TV time because they're always they're always putting them in catering. You're telling me you couldn't find two guys to come out here and have a match with Keith Lee and Karrion Cross, a separate singles matches, I may add, not a tag match, a separate singles matches. And man, give them a win. First and foremost, I, I I mean, the whole Karrion Cross Jeff Hardy thing, we already covered that last week, okay? He needed the win today. 
He's the champion. That's perfectly fine. But he could have beat anybody else. Why did it have to be Keith Lee? And 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 then Keith Lee, poor guy. He look at how everything that's happened to me is you know MIA. And you know obviously I I don't know what reasons, but he was MIA. And then he comes in and gets squashed by Bobby Lashley, which okay it makes sense too because Bobby Lashley is the champion. All right, cool. But then you come in here uh, and and then have him lose to Karrion Cross, who just lost to Jeff Hardy. It, it, it doesn't make sense why they would do this. They could have easily done two separate matches and given both guys a win, and that's it. You know, they Keith Lee is going to need some serious rehabbing in terms of, like, reestablishing, like, not even, I don't even know if I should say reestablishing, but establishing him once again as an actual powerhouse, as a dominant force of nature uh, that he, that people, the, those who watched NXT knew him as. They, he's going to need some work to kind of like get people invested in him again, especially those that may not have been invested in him prior. Let's get into some super chats. I promise, guys, once my voice is back, I'll, I'll add my thoughts a little bit more than what I am. Uh, Anakin says, Proof Vince doesn't watch NXT. Nobody liked Lee Cross last time. Well, you know what? Sometimes people do develop chemistry. I'm okay with that. I think they could develop some really good chemistry. I think Cross is better in the ring than a lot of people give him credit for. But I'm basing that on the fact that I saw him wrestle at Bloodsport against Davey Boy Smith Jr. Cyclops says, why book two people who can't afford a loss in a match? It seems like they've slotted Keith Lee, and they don't think that he's what other people think that that uh, – he is. They slotted him and then kicked them down even further of a lower slot, which is just sad. And the match itself, I didn't think was good. I wasn't interested in it. And I didn't like it. I didn't like the finish. I didn't like anything. There was nothing here that I said, oh, my God, this is going to make me a bigger fan than I was. And here's the thing. I'm a fan of both guys. Sure. But this just didn't do it. Um, somebody is saying that they're blocked, buddy. I cleared the entire block list, so I don't know what you're talking about. But like, I cleared the entire block list last week. Uh, Mook's ball says, "Is Lee being punished for not letting WWE license his name?" No, that that's not what it is. Uh, Torch Crawler says, "Simply don't book Keith this week. Put Carrion over Gulak this week. Keith was better not booked this week than what happened." Yeah. I, I could I could say that he should have came back with wins, and if you were going to beat him like a drum, give him some wins before you beat him. That way it means something whenever you do that. Uh, Daniel says, how much for Sean to read the entire Bible right now live on the air? Uh, $50,000, and I'll do it. Wow, you came Fif- up with that price pretty fast. $50,000, and I'll do it, yeah. Or, or you know what? Eighty grand. pay my student loans. There you go. You got, you got the price increase. Do you have increase. any millionaires out there? This is it. This is your chance. I know a few. Volob says, my problem with this match is someone had to lose. That's, that's the frustrating aspect of it. Everybody can't win. But the problem is, Denise, I don't have an issue when great wrestler faces great wrestler with a push. One of them face, and then they lose. But this is loser facing loser, and one of them then has to lose again. Yeah, what, no, I don't was. think a lot of people can distinguish the difference either, which is kind of a little bit <clears throat> like, well, what can you do? I, you can't explain everything. Ian says, I hope someone books Vince McMahon or someone shows Vince McMahon a Lee Dijak match so he can book them five weeks in a row in September. And we forget about this Lee return buddy. By the time they run it into the ground and they add their commercial breaks and they produce those matches, you won't want to see them either. Mark Gordon says, I'm convinced if Raw continues to be this badly booked and repetitive, Dynamite will beat its rating at least once within the next three months. 
I think it's a real possibility within five months. If they get the signings, if they get Punk, if they get Daniel Bryan, I think it's a real possibility. Yeah, and if, I have if, to agree. If WWE continues down this path. Oh, thank you, Michael Branson, from saying I have a sexy, sick voice. I'm not sick. I'm not sick. I'm fine. My voice raspy? is just gone. What do you call it, then, if you're not sick? It's raspy. It's raspy, raspy. for sure. Drew said, when you're the company that makes the most money and had the biggest connections with that library, you shouldn't need a curve. You're right. You're absolutely right. They shouldn't be. Phil says, is Vince retiring the only way this shit show gets good? Yes, I think so. I think he's past the point of it. I mean, the only thing that might, might change a little bit is AEW beating them in viewership. And I want to give Matt uh, some more love. Lee versus Sheamus, that sounds like a ball. Cross versus McIntyre, you got to get people to care about it. And I I don't think the way they're booking McIntyre will lead to that. Priest for Lashley is good. When I asked Lashley who he should face for SummerSlam before it was Goldberg, he mentioned Damian Priest first. Like I said, you can't name Lesnar. That's the easy one. Who else? And he was like Damian Priest. So, but I mean... Here's the thing is is if AEW does beat WWE in the ratings, let's say, I don't know, like you said, three or five months, whatever, right? Yeah. Do you honestly think it's going to be a wake-up call or do you think they're just going to punish their top talent or the talent that's most being featured right now and sort of like, I blame you. You're the reason why we lost. There's always a scapegoat. That's what I tell somebody. In, in the same way, Denise, that I, I said forever, like I'm not falling for the – reboot again i'm not falling for it there's always a scapegoat it, it, it it's been paul Heyman. it's been eric bischoff in the past couple years and baron it's, corbin it's been baron corbin it's been injuries it, there's always a scapegoat besides stop being lazy stop being lazy uh sean blanford says how soon until the ratings are back down to 1.5 i think by november if they don't get better i think by november it really it's probably headed back there Orlando says your voice is because you yelled the TV screen for three hours. Get better SRS. Thank you very much. I appreciate you, Orlando. Uh, Justin McClucky says Lee versus Cross was such a disappointment. Two of my favorite wrestlers in the company. Love seeing them live, but damn, why head to head? I actually I enjoyed the actual actual match, like the Saito suplex and the chokeout. I was I was okay with that. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Nerd Guru says uh, AEW possibly getting two massive game changers while WWE is running back Sands of Time. By the way, go to shop.fightful.com, get your Sands of Time shirt. Yeah, um, I mean, it's going to be a show, a show. But what did you think of Sands of Time being announced? 
I don't even know anymore at this point. I'm just like, all right, cool. Thumbs up. Do I care? Not so much. We'll be doing one of those afternoon post shows, Denise. Oh, boy. Oh, that includes me, huh? Yeah. You know, I saw the New Year's Day thing and I was like, oh, that includes me too. Damn. I still haven't watched SmackDown. I got to watch that. So, Oh, God. Uh, Vincent Millage says, only thing I saw while at work today was Keith Lee losing the cross. Why? I just don't get it. Why did, did Keith Lee sneeze on Vince McMahon's steak dinner or something for him to lose like two weeks in a row? I don't know. What more I don't can know. I add to that? Are you? I thought you were. No wait. What did you say? You're dropping news about on Tuesday? Did you say? Was it a show? To this? this segment. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's what I wanted to clarify. All right. Well, I'll wait till Tuesday. Fightfulselect.com. Don't let me down, Sean. <laughs> yeah. DKC Return says I only started watching AEW a month or so. Stopped watching Raw. Coming back to Raw is startling. It's unwatchable. Hate to be tribal, but damn, the booking is night and day. I used to hesitate with shit like that, Denise. I was like, oh my gosh, I have to. I have to praise Raw a little more. And I was like, wait a second. No, I'm not going to do that. AEW is a better show than Monday Night Raw. I enjoy it more. It makes more sense. It's not the same stuff over and over again. And I don't give a shit if people think that I'm being biased. I like the show more. It's better. Impact's better. Uh, Ring of Honor is better. NWA ain't better. I'd rather watch Raw five times a week than watch NWA one time a week. Uh, Especially now that Thunder Rosa is gone. I got no reason to watch that show now. Damn, Sean, throwing shots here. (laughs) So I'll give you a little inside baseball. I was asking around about the Thunder Rosa deal, right? Right. And I was like, listen, I heard there's a buyout. I just wasn't told what side bought the other person out. And Denise, as you know, it's pretty obvious AEW bought it out. But I'm not allowed to just assume that. That's I'm not allowed to assume that. So the person that I asked said, what makes you think they would do that? And I said, they hired Tyrus. I'm not going to pretend to understand their decision-making. They got Tyrus wrestling. That's a more puzzling decision than saying, well, Rosa, we just don't like you, so we're going to buy you out. Uh, I think that's absolutely possible when they hire a guy like Tyrus, who is one of the worst wrestlers on TV right now. So there you go. NWA is not good. Hasn't been for a while. Um. Mimi Burris says, do you think Vince even watches NXT? Any possibility the whole cross thing last week would have anything to do with backstage politics? Yes, I think it does have to do with backstage politics. That's not me reporting anything. No, I don't think Vince watches NXT, Denise. I, I I don't think so either. I know there was a couple like a while back where there was like something going on about that where they were talking about, you know, whether or not Vince had you actually watched NXT or not. And I remember being very surprised by that. But I was like, what? He doesn't watch NXT? You know, my, you know, silly self, I just pictured, all right, well, you know, the CEO of the company is going to actually, you know, watch the product. But, you know, definitely not, apparently. But uh, there was a second portion to that I was going to add, but I don't remember now. What was the second part of that super, super chat? There was something um, there, and I was almost going to comment on that, and I just backstage politics. Oh yeah, the backstage politics. Yes, I definitely do think that that was Vince essential, essential, essentially sending a message to NXT, basically for like losing the ratings to AEW on Wednesday. Like, I, I, I hate to be that person that's like, oh, this is why, because I don't really know, like for sure. But that's just my prediction. If I'm going to predict anything, it's definitely going to be that. Somebody asked if JTG is on NWA. Yes, he's one of the best things about it. I think. JTG has long been an underrated talent. He's got a lot of presence. 
Daniel says WWE will never really change until no Vince, right? That's correct. That is absolutely correct. Uh, TNA for life says hate to be negative, but watching Lee lose twice in a row after being gone for half a year sucks. Why the heck is he not being protected and built up? So when, when you ask like logistical questions like this, I can't make sense of the logic behind their booking. Like it seems like such a slam dunk, easy thing to do, Denise. They walk 10 miles to drive one. Like it's so dumb the the decisions they make consistently. And here's the thing that I do feel like we need to add to this conversation because I know a lot of times people will be like, like you just mentioned, like, oh, you're being biased or, oh, you're just trying to be negative because that's the only way that people are going to be interested in the podcast. But I just got to say, like, yeah, like a lot of the decisions that did not make sense on Raw today and that, like, you know, obviously we're talking about not liking and all of that. I I know, and I know, Sean, like, I know you hate to come on here and have to be negative about the product. I hate coming out here and being negative about the product. Like, I really, really do. Like, it bugs the hell out of me. Like, I wish every show I can come on here and be like, damn, like, this was such a good show. Because there are those shows, you know, there's been several times where, you know, I do my NXT show and I'm like, oh, my God, today's show was so awesome. This is what happened. And it's genuinely a feel-good mood. So I do feel like that needs to be brought up, especially because we we get way better viewership when something great happens than when something terrible happens exactly without a doubt. exactly so i just feel like that needs to be reiterated especially for like people that may be like first-time listeners on the show richie says remember when lee and cross main evented a takeover i actually don't <laughs> i don't i completely forgot it uh daniel says another random statement not to do with raw when i first watched his channel it had less than 10k subs now it's at nearly 50k incredible i want to hit that 100k that's a goal of mine uh i know that we don't have uh you know, the news content that a lot of people have on here, we say that for select, but uh, we got a lot of great interviews and post shows. Uh, Joel Pearl says, excited for the spin on this Thursday's earnings call. I completely forgot about that. I was going to say, that's, today. that's this Thursday? Dang. That should be yep. Uh, Carlos Toro coming back to cover that for us. Mark Gordon says, even if AEW is meh one week, at least it's different. Even, like, I mean, they had a rough streak for about a month those like Friday shows from Daly's place weren't, weren't really great as well. And even then they weren't terrible to the point where I was like, Oh, this was the worst thing ever. Yeah. Uh Anakin says, Denise, could you beat Jeremy in marbles? What is marbles? Exactly. Touch crawler said, I don't know. Touch crawler said WWE had Shayna and Oscar right in their hands and Becky left. They threw Shayna in tags. They don't have a clue. Becky won't fix it. Well, yes, Becky will fix it because they'll, they'll book her coherently or she'll just hit the bricks and she won't come back. But Jay party says Becky wanted to lose the title to raw to, to Shayna at mania. Uh, but then she got pregnant. They had the chance to build Shayna versus Oscar. They, they have not cared about this division since Becky left Denise. That's the reality. Because it's a division. A division <laughs> composes a lot of people, not just one. Uh, Brendan says, can't follow SRS on the NWA Raw train. Even at its worst, NWA is short at least. Feel better, SRS. Well, I would combat that with Raw usually has at least one really good match. And most weeks, NWA has zero good matches. There was one week where the show ended 15 minutes early because the tag champion said, we're not defending our titles. And they said, well... That's our show. It happened? Yeah. I don't watch the product. They scripted it. So ridiculous. So ridiculous. Uh, Mark Gordon says, uh, "I'm uh, well, that was the the ratings thing. But uh, Sean Blanford says, how soon until the ratings are back down to 1.5 million? I think probably November-ish. 
But I'll tell you something that I liked on this show. Mansoor and Mustafa Ali against uh, Mace and T-Bar. Now, I think Mace and T-Bar should get a push of their own. I think they're really good. But I love Mansoor and Mustafa Ali. It, it It's not even an odd couple. It's just Mustafa Ali thinking that he's showing this guy a lesson, perhaps sarcastically, but they just work together really well. And I love it. And I want a babyface Mustafa Ali. make Like Mansoor is the guy that makes him less jaded. I love this tag team. I liked when um, Ali did the spike DDT on T-Bar and Mansoor was like, that was awesome. He was like all marking out for it. And like my prediction here is I do think that they're probably going to win the Raw Tag Team titles probably at that Saudi Arabia show. Uh, I feel like that's probably what they're heading towards with them. Yeah, I I would just love to see them do something special. They're really charming together, too. Frank yeah. Aguilera says Mansoor is oddly relatable. He's a sitcom character. He is. Not sitcom. <laughs> sitcom. I've been practicing, Sean. It's been a while. Damn. Rafael Garcia says, do you think Finn Balor keeps the edge he developed in NXT, or does he go back to smiling Finn on the main roster? Well, I mean, he cut the promos the same way. It's like, you're not accepting the challenge from John Cena. So what about me? Every time. It's like the same I liked same that, season. though. I didn't hate it. I was a fan of that. Okay. I liked it. I feel like if it wasn't, it also, I should add, though, that if it wasn't for his run as NXT champion on NXT, he would not have had that, like, people wouldn't have been as hot for this, I think, if he didn't have you know the work rate that he had on nxt and all of that so obviously this added to his aura i love comments like this like yeah shocker we like a good show From and we Facebook bash user <laughs> yeah it doesn't have a name that give us they... a name that means they blocked me immediately after <laughs> but uh yeah we like good shows and we bash well, bad it doesn't shows. Help. well just fyi the video is cropping the wwe belt but here you can only see the AEW belt oh, but you, you guys can't see the wwe belt because it's cropping it oh it's a bad uh, timing damian priest defeated sheamus to get a shot at sheamus's title at SummerSlam. that was dumb too same thing that we've been seeing why sheamus, is, sheamus has done some of his best work during the pandemic, and I'm excited to see it happen. Damian Priest is effortlessly cool, and what they do is they say, hey, read all this shitty dialogue. Read all this terrible, terrible dialogue. And um, it's like, it takes me out of it. Why, why can't you just have a top contender match and then Damian Priest faces him at SummerSlam? It's you want to know why, Sean? I have the answers here. Because they're creatively bankrupt. Select. That's why. Denise Select right here. It's a new word or a new way to basically say this is a rematch, but we don't want to call it a rematch. You guys can't call it a rematch because last week it was a contender's match and they earned this match. This is just a way of saying we're going to have a rematch next week and you have to be okay with it. There and, you go. Uh, I, speaking of rematches, AJ Styles and Omos defeated the Viking Rangers in a tag match. Uh, Nathan Vila says, is it me or has AJ not said a word in a long time? He's been doing most of his talking in the ring. Love the work both of you do. This match was was all right. Uh, I would love to see the Viking Raiders as heels. I would love to see them as heels. I've got zero interest in them as baby faces. 
This match was fine. Uh, they didn't have Omos selling much after the last one, uh, which is probably a good idea. But AJ Styles and Omos retain. I'm fine with that. I, I, it was a good match, but I, we didn't need to see it again. No, I agree with you. It was a good match. I mean, I don't mind seeing like Ivar and AJ Styles go at it. They always have nice little sprints. So even though I've seen this match a million times, I'm still going to pop for a couple of things that they do. Um, like there was a moment where Ivar clotheslined AJ Styles and, you know, AJ Styles isn't going to take a clothesline just like any ordinary person. So that was pretty fun here. But I do have to say that, you know, obviously Amaz is definitely looking a lot more confident in the ring. Like I just like I'm sure he's already looked confident, like maybe the last week or two or so. However much time probably other people noticed it, but I didn't really notice it until today where it kind of just hit me and I was like, you know what? Omos is looking more confident, but I like obviously he's got something special. He's got something special to him. I don't know what it is, but he's got something. Just don't have him sound. We're a okay. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, More content. CA says my wife can't believe you're reading all these with that voice. I mean, I took, I took three days off. I wasn't going to take four days off. Uh, I appreciate all of you. And it means a lot. By the way, if you didn't check out our post-SmackDown show, please check it out. Uh, We had Robert DeFelice hosting. And by pure circumstance, a guy who was involved in a number one Twitter trend last week, Denise. We had two of them on here. Uh, We had Sugar Dunkerton, who who was involved in the Faye Jackson trial, which was hilarious. And then last week, I interviewed Matt Cardona before the Nick Gage match so that was that was very cool i again big thanks to sugar dunkerton for participating in that uh i was so happy like when when he threw his hat in the ring i was like hell yeah there we go let's do that you should have done a contenders match sean what are you thinking you just can't bring people on for no reason you gotta do i should have had cardona and sugar dunkerton like wrestle to see who does who got the opportunity to be the number one twitter trend and then also you should have had them on the stream to see if they can even coexist first before they actually yes. do the thing. Mimi Burris says, how would you explain the difference between title eliminator match between the Bucks and Penta and Kingston versus the contender matches tonight? Well, I'll tell you how. WWE does it at least once, twice, three times a month. Those two times that you mentioned are the only two times in AEW's two and a half year history that they've done it. And... I didn't really like it when they did it either. I I wasn't a big fan of it. I wasn't, I didn't like it. That's it. I mean, it's not like I'm saying, oh, that was okay. I didn't like it. But twice ever versus twice in one night. I was about to troll troll you and be like, get off the payroll, Sean. Get (laughs) off the payroll. (laughs) I remember when AEW started and people were like, "Would would you tell us if you were working as a consultant for AEW? And I was like, why could, why would they possibly want me as a consultant? Why why would they possibly want somebody who is going to report backstage news as a consultant? I know that's happened in the past with other companies. Uh, Dave served as a consultant for WWE, I think a Japanese consultant or something, but that was decades ago. Mark Shield says, I want to love WWE. If it was great, I would so much more. It'd be so much more to have amazing wrestling to watch. It's just not great. AEW usually is great. It's just that simple. Sorry, read it and weep, guys. Uh, I want a I want WWE to be really good too. Oh, uh, our friend the Kentucky two uh, two ten says RAP Super Porky, and that's tragic. He was a fantastic comedy wrestler. I hate hearing about this. I haven't heard the cause of it. Um, 
I'm sure Jimmy and, and I will talk about it a little bit more on on Wednesday on the listen, you boy. But uh, I mean, you hate to see that he hadn't wrestled in about I think I think five years or so since he was in CMLL. But sending our love to his his friends, his family, and his fans. Uh, Brendan said something was dirty. I don't know what, what did I say. Denise, dirty. Man, I just keep getting in trouble left and right, man. I need a break. Dirty. Dirty. Oh, Sean. Nah, not with that voice. No. It's dirty. Stop. This show. Oh, no, my ears. And if you want to get dirty, get your penis good and erect with our friends at bluechew.com. Use that code FIGHTFUL and get your first shipment free. That's right. You can have a hard, erect penis with BlueChew.com. Combats all forms of erectile dysfunction and gives you that confidence because they use the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis so you know they work. And boy, will they get to work. Whether you're on vacation like I just was or if you're putting in that work bluechew.com is there to help it's a it's an online subscription service rather but it eliminates all the awkwardness you know kind of like this promo i'm cutting nothing awkward about it at all you don't have to go to the doctor's office you don't have to go to the pharmacy prescribed online and shipped straight to your door you work with their online physicians to find the active ingredient you need that way that nosy nelly behind the counter at the pharmacy isn't like denise here are your wiener pills (gasps) no it comes to your door in a discreet package use that code fightful get your first shipment free all you got to do is pay $5 shipping. That's hush money for the mailman. I mean, he's not going to know what he's bringing either. It's a discreet package. <sighs> JoJo says, like hi, I Sean. I entered a porn video. Thanks a lot. And I'm hi. acting in it. Hi, Sean and Denise. It's okay, Sean. I lost my voice too. Well, I hope it comes back, JoJo. Raw is so unbearable to watch. It's bad, just as bad as that fan who said Eddie is a B-plus player. Yeah, I completely disagree with the Eddie as a B-plus player thing. He won me over. When he beat Brock, I was like, what? How'd that happen? And I didn't know Brock was on his way out at that point. And then I was like, oh, my God, this guy is special. And I, I, I felt dumb for not have seen, like, for not seeing it before. And, uh, man, that guy was so special. DKC Return says, Raw seriously makes it embarrassing to be a wrestling fan. People turn this garbage on and think, this is what you guys like? Can people just do cool shit for once? Yes, that entire roster is is capable of doing cool shit, Denise. And we've seen it. We've seen it. It's not like we haven't seen it. There have been some great you know, matches. I mean, come on. Look at that match that we had with Drew McIntyre, AJ Styles, and Matt Riddle like not too long ago. That was bloody fantastic. And then there's been other things that I can't think of right now, but there's been several stuff where we come on here and we're like, oh, you know what? That was good. An intervention said, did they ever say why Randy Orton is not around? Uh, I have an update on, on uh, Randy Orton over at FightfulSelect.com. Please subscribe. Nurguru says one positive is this week is that the week before SummerSlam or whenever he's back, Randy hitting an RKO out of nowhere on AJ is going to pop that crowd big. Oh, yeah. Orton coming back is going to get a great reaction, Denise. It will. I hope he's back by SummerSlam for sure. 
that's the plan. Um, I mean, I can go ahead and give it away. He, they're hoping he's back by next Monday. Hoping. Oh, got it. Okay. Uh, Brendan says, I'm so sorry. I didn't want this promo. I'm sorry, Brendan. But now you know how to get your penis good and erect with BlueChew.com. And that code Fightful. Vincent says, I remember when I was going to start watching Raw and when I got into the Hurt Business months ago. Then I was going to watch because Keith came back. Glad I didn't go back to Raw. Well, I'm glad that you still came here and you're sending thank us super you. chats. Uh, legitimately, thank you. This helps pay our bills so much. Uh, Kenshiro says that Blue Chew is like reverse ASMR. It gave me anxiety. <laughs> now I need like a CBD sponsor. That way no. I can knock the edge off. I never want to hear this voice ever again. I'm going to have nightmares. I feel like tonight when I close my eyes, it's going to creep in there and I'm going to have nightmares. Brandon says I'd rather listen to three hours of Blue Chew promos from SRS than three <laughs> hours of Raw. There is like a 30, 40 minute compilation on YouTube that has yeah, like. Yeah, but not with this voice, Sean. Yeah, not with his voice. Uh, Vince just sees NXT like he saw OVW. Well, he didn't bury people out of OVW, so. We had Drew McIntyre versus Veer. I've said my piece about how they're not playing off of history here, Denise, and I don't like it. But um, Drew McIntyre, uh, I think, I think he lost by DQ. Was it? Yes, he did the. He hit the. He hit a. He hit. Did he get? No, he didn't hit the claymore. But he ran. He ran him right straight through with the with the chair on his face and all of that. But this was bad. I'm sorry. I, I didn't care. And that's why I wasn't paying attention. I was looking at this and I was like, why the hell is this match lasting as long as it did? Uh, I'm sorry, but Veer, <laughs> and I get it. He beat Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy beat Karrion Cross. All right, cool, whatever. The point here is that Drew McIntyre should have literally just hit a claymore, got in the pin, and that's it. There's no reason why he had to get himself disqualified here or accidentally s- disqualified here to essentially, you know, not win clearly, cleanly. And I'm sorry, but the crowd died for this. Like, ain't nobody was reacting during this. Yeah. Um, this this could have been a good five, six-week feud, and it's just one of those things that fans don't seem to care about. No, nobody cares, and I, I I don't I don't know what to say. I mean, this was just not good whatsoever. I I don't understand why we had to even see this. I don't understand why. I I just think this whole Shanky Veer thing it's not hitting the mark for me. And even last week, I did like the whole like chair beat down because I mean Drew McIntyre just went absolutely nuts with that chair. And but this week, we just nobody cared to see this match. Nobody. Yeah. Somebody asked if, if Tyrus left NWA, I would watch it. I watch it anyway. It's my job, but it sucks. Uh, Ian says, the irony of SRS being away when the easiest transition into a blue chew took place on Friday. Missionary rules with yes. eye contact. Shout oh, my gosh. Oh, man. Brendan, thank you again for the super chat. He says, I feel like the best barometer of a good wrestling show is how embarrassed you are to let people know you watch it. I shout out AEW, ROH, and Impact from the rooftops. I think that that speaks volumes. I think it really, really does. Oh boy. Speaking of embarrassing, Orlando Arrego says tonight, raw had two new matchups, priest and Sheamus, Eva Piper, Natty Tamina, and maybe a new team for a three hour show. Think about it. Well, I don't want to think about it. What the hell happened in this women's tag? Unfortunately, Natty got hurt. I'm trying to find out more. I laughed my ass off at Lily Lucian. I thought that was funny as hell. 
uh, maybe in a demented, like, of course they are type of way. But I didn't think the match was good at all. The match was horrible. And yeah. I, I didn't catch exactly when Natty got hurt, though. I realized it until afterwards because it was like this really weird, like her and Dewdrop. I don't know what was happening there with Dewdrop, but she looked really bad uh, during this match. Like, I, I kind of felt like she was like exposed or something at this point because this was not good. And then, uh, sadly, uh, Eva Marie also had like a wardrobe malfunction during this. Uh, during this match, this, the back zipper of her, her top portion like came undone. So then I was kind of like really worried during this point. I was like, because I think it kind of took her a second to notice it. And then I kind of saw her on camera, like fixing it. And I was just like, oh, my God, like, I hope she's able to, like, you know, finish whatever she needs to finish to, you know, OK, you know, but um, this is bad. Do job did not look good. I don't know exactly when Natty got hurt here, but yeah, it's like that she got her. Obviously, it was, it was right out. before she it was right before she got tagged out. OK, OK. Yeah. So and this match was bad. It was yeah. so bad. I mean, there Ugh. was really nothing else to add to this other than that. Yeah. It was bad. And Eva Marie is wrestling without wrestling at all. Yeah. So wild. Uh, Rolling Courage Streaming says, Denise in no one cares mode is a gem. Thanks for all the hard work you do, SRS. Denise has been in no one, like, Denise has been in she doesn't care mode. For a long time, like not giving I a care. shit. I, I you know care. What I, mean. I wouldn't be here. No, Dang. You'd be, you'd be here. I Sean just got says, buried on Fightful. Thanks. On my own show that I'm a part of, and I got buried. I just 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 carry across me, you why don't you? Sean says, Who thought booking even Tamina in the same match was a good idea? It was not a good idea. It was not good. It was rough. And Eek. that's an insult to Tamina, too. She does. She deserved better on that one too. It was. It was just bad. It was really bad. Uh, well, we had Riddle lose to John Morris, and this was a fine match. But I'm not big on the Riddle gets like heartbroken over a scooter thing. Like, dude's rich, but also he is the same guy that when he kicks his flip flops out into the crowd, he makes sure he gets them back. And I'm like, hey. WWE makes riddle flip-flops. Like, just make it like Bret Hart's sunglasses. Let them go. But the scooter died. There was a real highlight of this match, Denise, and it was actually a botch. John Morrison botched Starship Pain, but he's so good that when he caught his knee and his foot on the rope, on the bounce, he bounced up again and then hit it. It looked awesome. He has never been better than he has been in WWE. Um, I didn't need all the goofy stuff with the drip stick, but they're an entertainment company, pal. So I kind of feel bad because, and I saw a couple of people post this. I think even Fightful Wrestling posted this. And I was like, man, I thought I was the only person who felt this way. I actually feel like I've seen this match so many times. And we haven't seen this match so many times. So I don't know why I felt this way. But the last time they actually had a singles match together was apparently back in February. And to me, it felt like it was last month. But so kind of, I, I didn't like think about that. Like heading, heading into the match, I was just kind of like, all right, I feel like I've already seen this. I kind of felt like I kind of went into this like 
not really all that interested here. Uh, I didn't mind the scooter spot. I actually thought that it, it, it fit perfectly fine with, with, you know, his character and who he is and all of that. And I think at the end of the day, even if a scooter is not expensive, I feel like you still get an emotional attachment to things. So, you know what? I can sure. them be emotionally attached. He has all of these, you know, fond memories with that scooter and, you know, all those interactions we saw. It makes more sense for his scooter to get damaged than, uh, than, uh, Jinder Mahal's motorcycle. At least We've 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 had moments here with this scooter, so um, I just I I feel bad, but I too now with anything right now, Miz and Morrison related, it it just does not grab my attention. AJ and Omos laid out Riddle afterwards. Riddle has been one of the best workers in the world of late. Um, yeah, Brandon Campbell says I don't want you in NBA, but I'm a huge Melina Perez fan. Are her matches at least decent? Well, she's got an awful big program coming up for Empower. I'll tell you that much. Fightful Select has reported that in the past that, and I just want to, I don't want to spoil it off the air, but her matches haven't been that long. I mean, like she had like a minute something with Thunder Rosa, like a year and a half ago. She did like a a six minute match with Kylie Ray a while back. I know she did a three way with genocide and I think it was Kenzie page. And then they had the, our shadows fall match, which was all right. It was okay. It's just, there hasn't been a lot of, of subject matter there. To kind of source from. I'm trying to see if we have any more super chats. I don't think we do. Reginald beat our truth, and one of the highlights was our truth. Our truth with a mic on during the match. I love that. That was a lot of fun. It makes sense for them to do that with him. He's. Did you ever watch his game show on the network? I forgot what he called. Oh my gosh, I'm forgetting what they called the game show. I remember it. Yeah. Oh my god, I I loved. I loved the game show. It was like one of my favorite things to watch. I watched all the episodes, all of them. So I feel like obviously we know already based on what we've seen on WWE television that he's a very funny guy. But I think like on top of the fact that I watched all those episodes of the game show, I feel like there's even more that that, you know, he can offer. So if anybody's going to, you know, be doing something like that with the, you know, little mic thing, I think it definitely works for him. Yeah, this was this was harmless. It was fun. Uh, it was a match for the 24-7 title, all for that, as long as it's not the, the chase people around and do all that stuff thing. Uh, and if they do it, at least Reginald's going to flip around and all that, and that's that's all right. So it's off to an okay start to me. I loved Reginald's entrance. That yeah, one like that camera spot, cool. it came out of nowhere. I was like, oh, it was like the coolest thing I'd seen. I was so into it. Well, guys, I hope you all are into Fightful. We've got so much good stuff this week. Um, I want to thank my staff first off. This is the first time that I've had three days in a row off since Fightful started. So I would definitely want to thank our staff, Robert DeFelice, Gisberto Guzzo, Jeremy Lambert. Even though Jeremy had Friday off too, he was throwing out V-triggers to Riccicino at uh, the, the Cleveland SmackDown. But uh, our staff worked so hard and uh, make sure you guys follow them, show them love. They are doing some great stuff, but... Eric Bischoff interview this week. Kurt Angle interview this week. Hot diggity dog. It's a good time. Hopefully my voice is back by Thursday. Denise, what do you got going on? 
I got a tons going on. I just dropped an interview with Bronson Reed. Check that one out. It's really, really fun. Um, and obviously, I have tons of shows coming up. So just follow me on Twitter and or on Instagram at underscore Denise Salcedo. If you follow me on Twitter, that's the best way to keep up with all of my shows. I cover each and every single wrestling show there is. Uh, so make sure, except NWA, but definitely go ahead and uh, uh, check me out on there. And I'm also super close to hitting 25K on Twitter. I don't even know if I want to ask for more followers. Dang. After my experiences maybe not but if you want to follow me sure go right ahead um ian says don't read my super chat get rest srs what did i miss it oh no here it is rk bro versus aj omos is gonna kick ass at SummerSlam. it's gonna be interesting because randy is known to get frustrated with people that can't work and omos can't really work yet but you know what if you want to put somebody in there to learn those are the three people you want to put them in there with. So um, that would be a whole lot of fun. Uh, Somebody asked if we're doing a triple mania review. I think Denise has mentioned that. I offered myself to you. Okay. To do the show. (laughs) To do the show. Whoa. That blue chew read just got, (laughs) she just couldn't resist after the blue chew read. Um, (laughs) Yes. If Denise, if Denise will do a triple mania post show, then yes, we will do. Wait, you told me no. Oh. And now all of a sudden you're springing this on me. It's two. It's like two weeks away. If if you don't if you don't want to do it, you don't have to. Just disappoint everybody. No big deal. Yeah, oh, thanks, thanks. I put, put me on the spot. Cyclops says Rhea is too entitled and whines too much. Yeah, I agree. She's not the badass that she was when she got over in NXT. She wasn't. Richie Goodacre says one positive thing. I do like how WWE is acknowledging their history by. Uh, now recapping wrestlers past title wins makes them feel more legit. I love this, Denise. That's one of my favorite things about the fan era now. 100%. I have to agree 100%. Guys, thank you all so much. FightfulSelect.com, please subscribe. Please leave a thumbs up on this video. There are thousands of you watching right now. If you leave us a thumbs up, it helps us so much. We got one more super chat before we wrap up. Felipe says, wasn't paying much attention to the show. They did put Thunderdome noises in the back. Did they put Thunderdome noises in the background for the main event? Great shoe, guys. Let me tell you about oh, great shoes. No. Why, Felipe Cortez? Why would you do this to Felipe. me, Felipe? Felipe? What did I ever do to you, Felipe? Let me show you a great happen? shoe right here. God the SRS dang. ones, that glazed alligator, that printed leather, that white python. Look at these bad boys. The anything matches. Amazing. No, I did not. Uh, I did not notice Thunderdome stuff. What, Denise? And now we're in ten minutes. We almost made it. Almost. Denise, I missed these beauties for three whole days. I didn't take them with me. Oh, they smell so great. Did you would you never just kiss the bottom of I your shoe. Them. Why oh, would yeah, you I, do that? Haven't you? Would look how clean they look. How clean those Sean, bad boys are. Sean, you just put your face in the bottom of a shoe. Who does that? Why would you do this to yourself? You're going you're gonna to break out now. Why would you do that? Oh, I'm not going to break out. These babies are clean. These are custom made. Have you worn them? Of course I've worn them, but they're clean, Denise. These are okay. $2,400 shoes. Oh, my gosh. Guys, you thank can't. you all so much. Until next time, we're out. <laughs> 
Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.